You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Yes, sir, people, the time of the evening. Truthful news and Alhamdulillah, uh, this evening uh, we have a brother, Alhamdulillah, he's a researcher and he is the member of the Pakistani Association of Southern Africa and he's someone that I really embrace and celebrate and he is a person of truth, our very own uh, brother Mian Muhammad uh, Zakaria. Uh, brother uh, Zakaria Saab, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me how you're doing this fine, uh, beautiful evening. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah with your duas. Alhamdulillah, summa alhamdulillah, okay. I tell you, everything's going, uh, you know, uh, by the uh, divine decree. The things of this world proceed by divine decree. And uh, Zakaria Saba, when you look around uh, you, when you look around uh, the uh, world and you look around uh, locally, I mean, uh, you've been in South Africa for many, many years. And Alhamdulillah, you could see how powerful and uh, successful uh, most of our Pakistani brothers are in this country. And, uh, you know, talk to us about your South African experience before we get into our topic, uh, you know, uh, the, this evening. Uh, Bye, John. Ji Shafat Bai, Alhamdulillah, I'm here past, you can say, since from 96. So you can say I'm here is almost 26 years, or more than 26 years. And uh, I had a very good experience, Alhamdulillah, with, uh, especially with our Muslim brothers, even with our whole uh, South African community. We had a wonderful, wonderful, uh, you can say that uh, time. And we got a wonderful cooperation between us. So that's why I got no complaint about that. And Alhamdulillah, I am very happy to hear and I'm settled here, you can say that. Alhamdulillah, you're in a place called Newcastle. And Newcastle is uh, very dear to our beloved Mufti A.K. Hussein because it was in that Darul Ulum Day in Newcastle where he also lectured. And, uh, you know, it is, uh, it is well known throughout the country perhaps having the first uh, Darul Ulum in uh, South Africa, and uh, Maulana uh, Qasim Sema Rahimullah also being its first uh, founder and the principal of the Darul Ulum uh, Newcastle. The town that you live in, uh, it's a historical town. Has, uh, you know, Newcastle changed, you know, since you've been there? Uh, do you still find it is this, uh, still that laid-back town with everyone knowing each other, uh, Zakaria Saab? From the time Shafat Bai, I came here, Alhamdulillah, you took two names, uh, Maulana Qasim Samara Mullale and uh, uh, Mufti, Ek, uh, sorry, Mufti Fiazur Rahim, and Mufti Eke was uh, around here when I came to South Africa. And uh, I had a very good time with Maulana uh, Samara as well. Whenever we meet him, he always gave us a good advice. You know, because we was very young when I came to you know South Africa, he always gave us a good advice and uh, good uh, you know things. And after that, Mufti Fiazurahim Marhum Ramaulale, he also guide us a lot. And uh, from the time I came to uh, you know Newcastle, Newcastle is still same. We know each another like. We know brother and sisters every day we meet each another and alhamdulillah in newcastle i had a very good time and from the time i came to south africa only two years i was out from this uh, town the rest i spent almost what you call this thing 24 years 
all the time in Newcastle. And Newcastle is, it is a beautiful place. There's no doubt about that. It's developed a lot, but we still got same Mohapa. Alhamdulillah. Absolutely brilliant. And uh, then, you know, looking at you, uh, your, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm amazed that uh, the, you have a brilliant uh, command of the English language. I was just reading some of your articles uh, that you have uh, written to the uh, letters to the editor. And, you know, it's absolutely, I mean, you sound like a professor and your writing is like a professor. Tell us, uh, you know, how did you get this style? And uh, Alhamdulillah, uh, your, your, your indulgence or getting into politics, uh, you know, at a very, I mean, you sound like at a, at a very young age, uh, you were conscientized uh, to what was going around in the subcontinent. And perhaps uh, you got your fingers on the pulse on local politics and world politics. Talk to us about uh, that uh, type of passion that you develop for politics and history? You see, from the time I was in a student, uh, from the time I was in student, I was in a student, uh, uh, you know, you can say politic, political things that's called Islami Jamiat Talba and Jamiat Talba Arabiya. There was a two uh, organization which I joined it in Pakistan. And uh, after that, I joined the Jamaat Islami in Pakistan. And from the time I came to South Africa, Alhamdulillah, uh, I met my brothers here. And uh, whatever, you see, way we can, uh, you know, can help each another. Meaning, Jamaat Islami and Islami Jamia Talba teach me that thing, you know, that uh, uh, you can say that uh, to how to help each and other. Not to say, uh, you know, if I see somebody going down, I must push him more down. That from the time, student life of mine, that Islamic Metal Bhatti taught me, who, whichever brother you can help, uh, you can, uh, you know, we must help. And that time we got, as a students, we got together, who was looking after our brothers who can't afford the books, who was looking after our brothers who can't, who can't afford the, uh, you can say that, uh, them school fees, them the uh, uh, university fees, them the college fees. So these all these things I learned from Islamic Jamir Talba. And when I came to South Africa, I had the same feeling. And slowly but surely, Alhamdulillah, we are helping there. And uh, when, especially this COVID time, COVID time, I just want to explain to you. Uh, COVID time, we went door to door. People were scared to meet each other. But Alhamdulillah, uh, with my Newcastle community, with my Pakistan uh, Association, Southern Africa. We went door to door, asked the people if they want oxygen machines. We provide them at home. And uh, I got a total, you know, I can tell you, I can. I went to about total 1,800 patients, uh, which was recovered. You know, 99% people was recovered after that. We provide them uh, medication at that time. We provide them... Uh, you can say that uh, we provided them the oxygen machine that uh, ox- uh, plus we you know gave them uh, whatever comfort we can give them because the hospital was choked those uh, those time people were scared to go to hospital and we was there on them store to just what you call help people uh, people people so these all came from which I just wanted to mention to you which it came from especially my early age uh, student life. This is what I can tell you about that. And uh, how, you, uh, how you said it uh, about, uh, you know, the world. At the moment, you know that how our Muslim brothers in the world are suffering. 
Uh, some are suffering with us floods. Some are for suffering with us. Uh, you know, like uh, in Palestine, you know the history of that thing. What the Jew boys are doing uh, with our uh, Palestine uh, brothers. What uh, going on past us, uh, 70 years in Kashmir. You know that as well. Uh, nobody. I have to tell. And this is not the issue. Uh, only a political issue. This has become a really human issue where they use uh, them force and uh, they, uh, against the uh, women, they rape the women, they uh, use the pellet gun for the children. I've seen the children, the age of uh, five, six, where they got the pellet gun, uh, pellets in them's eyes and they got no more eyes left. So this is uh, the world what we are living it, and uh, again I will say as thanks to uh, my uh, you know organization who taught me to help each another, and I'm proud to of them because they taught me. And uh, whatever little I can do, I am trying to, uh, my best to do it. Jeez, Akadia Sab, you talk about your conscientizing of yourself. Uh, uh, you know, the reading a lot of Islamic literature, Jamaat uh, Islamiyah. Is that the Maududi group, if I'm not mistaken? GGGG, you are right. That's Maulana Maududi, uh, you know, books. We, the first, uh, you know, book, what I read it of his, it was toward uh, uh, understanding toward Islam. It was a beautiful book. If you ever what you can get hold of that book, please read it, and then you then you see what you call this thing. What I'm just trying to. Yeah, I read it. I read it uh, many times, and uh, you know, uh, being the editor of Sheikh Dida's Rahimullah, we read it all. You know, uh, we, we read uh, Maududi and uh, you know the uh, all, all the, the works of uh, Ikhwan al-Muslimin and all these people, uh, Hassan Bana and all that. You yeah, know. Banna, Sheikh Hasnul Banna, you must be talking about Sheikh Hasnul Banna. And then uh, there was after that, one of the Muslims, uh, there was other leader. Mm. And then in Sudan, there was Hassan Turabi. Those all, uh, you know, guys came from, uh, you know, the, 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 they was actually inspired from Mobile. Alhamdulillah. Yes, sir. these were all uh, luminaries uh, that inspired the youth of the time. And as you know, and you talk about us uh, very eloquently of the uh, Pakistani Association of uh, Southern Africa. I mean, uh, that is uh, uh, brilliant indeed. And it seems, uh, you know, forming this organization um, keeps a uh, lots of uh, people uh, on the straight and narrow. I mean, not everyone can just come here and say, you know, I'm from Pakistan. And if it does something wrong, uh, you know, everyone blames uh, the Pakistanis. But with the with your association, you make sure that each member is accountable, that each member is doing things right. And if there's anything wrong or the member does wrong, the association uh, reprimands him. Uh, fill us in about uh, the activities of your, you know, Pakistani Association of Southern Africa, Zakaria Saab. Gee, Shafat Bhai, uh, I was uh, doing uh, some work before, uh, you know, like uh, uh, always, you know, helping each another who was working. Then we got together of our Pakistani guys and we said it, whatever good work we can do, to, uh, do it. And individually, there was a lot of people was doing this work. But problem always was we was not united, meaning 
if I got some work in Durban, I can call my brother there and tell him, please, this is, uh, you know, work, please, if you can help me there. If I call somebody in Johannesburg, the, the work was getting done, but we was not united. Now, when we just thought about and where these the things came, uh, especially when our guys uh, went in locations and uh, they start, uh, you know, uh, the businesses there. And they, after that, with the violence, they was getting murdered there, things like that. Then, and then our Pakistani culture, I'm not saying is right and is, uh, you know, but our culture with the people, uh, the, you know, parents was always demand our, you know, beloved one, the body must come back or something. So that was a big challenge for us for the especially early stages. Then we got uh, our uh, brothers, uh, you know, uh, together, especially Khalid Dadbati. Uh, he's uh, our president at the moment and he's doing excellent work for us. He's giving us, us the way. And uh, we uh, and he started and he said it. Let's get together and we start doing our work. And Alhamdulillah, from that day to till now, it's uh, almost almost two and a half years. We are always united. Whatever uh, association, uh, our community got problem, we are always there. Now lately in Swaziland, what the problem was, uh, they, uh, you know, there was the violence there. We went and recover the families of ours from there. We went to recover our brothers from there till everything gets settled and they settled back. We got very happy on that. We was on a border when everybody was looking at home that time. And they said, it. why we must go in that violence? But we, our uh, brother and sisters was there, we have to look after them. So that's why we went on right on the border to just uh, recover them. We brought them in our houses. We brought them there. We gave them a shelter. We booked them for hotels. Whatever we could do it, we did it for our community. And this was a main motto of ours to do. Because another thing, what you said, it, we are here. But whoever do the bad thing and whoever do the good thing is go all to Pakistan. And we try to our, tell our community. I'm not saying five fingers are the same, but... We are trying to tell our community, uh, you see, we are your ambassador of, for the Pakistan. Uh, uh, we are your uh, as an ambassador. So let's be, do good, whatever we can do it, and name our country, name our, you know, culture. And, and as a Muslim, especially when we are Muslim, so please, let's be what you call this thing, stay on a positive path. And Alhamdulillah, we are successful because before that, there was a lot of uh, kidnapping. There was a lot of uh, 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 loot, a uh, lot of, uh, you know, uh, fighting among uh, among ourselves. From the time, from the time we formed this uh, association, Alhamdulillah, we're solving a lot of problems. And lately, how you saw it, uh, you know, in, uh, in Eastern Cape, there's a lot of problems uh, our brothers are going on there uh, because there's a lot of kidnapping going. And uh, those kidnapping, they're saying it is behind, Pakistanis are behind. Then they're saying it, there's a Mozambican guys behind. Then uh, we found it, there was, a, uh, you know, local guys behind, uh, our black uh, black guys was behind. But Alhamdulillah, whoever is, is a, whether he's a Pakistani, whether he's a South African, whether he's a Mozambican, whether he's an Indian, Whoever criminal, 
they are criminal and we are going against them. So this is what our motto and we are trying our best to you know, provide uh, our... And in COVID-19, how I told you, our association did a lot of work that time, the medication especially, uh, a lot of guys wanted it. And uh, that time when Ivermectin was given to, you know, the thousand rennet, uh, uh, 10 tablets, that time we was giving Alhamdulillah free. Well, we also know that, uh, you know, many say it's a pandemic and they put the whole world back in uh, uh, retrogression and so forth. But uh, we'll move on. And uh, then, you know, we had the recent floods in KZN. And uh, once again, uh, you know, you, uh, the Pakistani Association, uh, uh, you know, really came to the fore, uh, giving out tanks and so forth. And it uh, seems as if uh, some of our Pakistani brothers, perhaps, uh, Zakaria Saab, I can ask you now openly, you know, the success story of some of our Pakistanis that have settled in South Africa. Can you perhaps give us one or two success stories about our brothers that came from that part of the world? There is, uh, I can mention you a lot of uh, guys, especially I got a guy here in Newcastle. He started his business here with 2,500 rand, according to him. And Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Summa Alhamdulillah, he is uh, at the moment multimillionaire. He owned the properties here. He owned the uh, things here. But with his halal way, he did it. Uh, his uh, work and passed 16 to 18 years. Alhamdulillah, he is doing very well business and he's well established. Is uh, our Pakistani associations, uh, 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 Northern Natal's president as well, uh, Chaudhary the Wakar Varach. So. Guys like that, I can mention you many in many towns. And there is a lot of success. And Alhamdulillah, plus they are doing for the community. How you mentioned uh, now about that flood story. I got on a record and I got it, uh, you know, this thing uh, on record. And there's a counselor, Faisal Karim. He came, uh, he approached me and through him, we did it, Alhamdulillah, uh, from here. Uh, there was 1,500 uh, water bottles that time, 5-liter five, five water bottle we sent it from Newcastle. That's from only Pakistani community I'm talking about. And uh, there was uh, almost 490 hampers. There was a bucket full of 25 kg with the goods, uh, uh, you know, tea bags, everything, whatever that uh, that time requirement. Alhamdulillah, that time we send it to. And there's a lot of successful guys in 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 every town, in every way. I can mention you, you know, in Cape Town, there's uh, friends of mine sitting there. Uh, uh, you know, uh, they are very successful. Even in Johannesburg, there's a lot of guys, vertical, they're sitting there. They are doing very uh, good business. They are importing, exporting. And uh, Alhamdulillah, everybody is doing very good uh, from the time, uh, you know, they came here. And uh, whatever we're doing, it we're trying our best to be a part of this community now. Now, uh, Zakaria Saba, you know, Imran Khan really uh, put y'all on the focus, uh, especially the over- overseas uh, Pakistani community. And he said, that, you know, they are so important uh, to Pakistan, where most of them send money uh, to the family members and to the poor people of Pakistan. And Imran Khan really embraced and celebrated the Overseas uh, Pakistani Association. And uh, even uh, during the flood, I mean, uh, he had that uh, teleton. And uh, one one brother gave quite a few million dollars uh, 
just for the relief fund. And, you know, the importance of the Overseas Pakistani Association is uh, quite an important role played uh, for the people of Pakistan. And, uh, you know, alhamdulillah, those that have gone out, some of them have become uh, powerful, uh, as you said, uh, businessmen, some uh, powerful physicians and so forth. And, uh, you know, really uh, thinking of homeland, this is uh, the beauty of it. I think uh, both uh, Pakistanis and Indians do have the sentiment Pesa must be sent back home. Your thoughts on that, sir, Zakaria Saab? GGG, uh, you're right, 100%, you're right, especially, you know, our community uh, in Pakistan at the moment, uh, going through a very bad time. And I really appreciate our South African Muslim brothers. They are helping us a lot here. Uh, I can tell you, you know, uh, they in every mosque wherever I went, especially on Juma Day, there was uh, you know fundraising for the Pakistani community. I really appreciate for that. I really thanks for that. Uh, this thing coming to the point where you said it, Imran Khan. Definitely, Imran Khan. He did uh, two uh, you know telethons uh, day, and uh, he made uh, he uh, you know he collected billions there. And uh, let's hope the guys who said it uh, on the phone, they must also, you know, go and say, uh, you know, give it to him. Okay, even, you know, last time he did the telethon about uh, two years back or something like that. And that time also he collected it. It was about 83% people, you know, gave the money. And I request uh, to in the world and our Muslim brothers and the guys, especially Pakistani community, Whatever we promise, we mustn't come on the TV and say promise, and then uh, you know the time come to you know give that money. We mustn't give it to them. Please, I am uh, humbly requesting. Whatever, even you can afford one rand, say it one rand. What you can give. So this is what our first thing. What I wanted to say, and I, uh, and Alhamdulillah, Ramadan is doing very well on that, and he is really helping. Our Al-Khidmat guys, they are on the ground and uh, they're doing excellent work, excellent work there. And then after that, I can tell you, there is the guys from uh, here. We only, our Pakistani community, I'm talking about our organization. We did not go to shop to shop, our organization uh, guys. We got about 3 million rents somehow you know, collecting from somewhere from 50,000, somewhere from 10,000, 5,000, you know, like that. And Alhamdulillah, we got about uh, 3 million rand that as well gone to Pakistan. Our uh, South African uh, uh, brothers also sending a lot of uh, money through gift and givers. And that's also going by Al-Khidmat mostly. Uh, I am really happy about that. Then come to the point, because we left the families there in, uh, in back. So our 90% brothers, they got a family in the back. So they have to send the money back to Pakistan also to the family. So that's how, you know, they think of them and the families always appreciate them. And with duas, with them to us, we are here and uh, we try our best, whatever we can do for our families in back in Pakistan, India, Bangladesh, we have, you know, our brothers are, we always try to, you know, send the money. This is what my, and the guys are doing it. Excellent work.
Zakaria Saab, I like, uh, you know, how forthright uh, you are. And uh, the important thing, you know, the uh, accountability, you know, the money goes through. And many times, uh, you know, we hear uh, sometimes uh, um, over the years, we heard money has been collected for Palestine. And we be, uh, we uh, subs- uh, subsequently, we have learned that money has been collected or medicine been sent. But uh, those uh, Israeli forces never allowed them to get in or those uh, uh, humanitarian aids to go through and many of the perishable stuff uh, just uh, rotted away in sheds. And, uh, you know, perhaps here we hope and pray that uh, whatever been collected and whatever has been sent, uh, there will be accountability and uh, let's hope it gets to the people. I know it can't be that bad as uh, how the Zionist uh, regime of Israel is. But, uh, you know, who's checking that up? And are these uh, flood areas accessible? Because it is believed that uh, half or maybe three quarters of Pakistan is underwater. How true is that, uh, Zakaria Saab? Gee, Shafat Bhai, you're 100% right. There is about three quarters of Pakistan was under the, under the water. Three quarters of Pakistan. Now slowly, but uh, Alhamdulillah, the water is coming down. There's uh, access. And uh, our Al-Khidmat guys, uh, how I, I can tell you, they are, even the uh, water level was quite high, but that time they also was there. They was there 100%. They went with the boats. They went with, uh, you know, the, with the swimming thing. They, However they could recover the guys, they did recover. They put them for tents. They did it uh, whatever, uh, you know, they could, uh, could do it. And uh, I am happy on that. There is this time. There is uh, everybody decided we're not going to put it through government. We're going to give this organization who's really on the ground. And uh, how you said it on accountability and on that uh, we trust them. And our you know Pakistani community, Pakistan uh, in Pakistan, the guys do trust them because whenever there is a bad time. Whether there was a 2005 uh, earthquake, after that there was a floods or things like that, to till now, since from 92, I'm watching all those things. And these guys are excellent. They are, you know, even you go after a few years, now if you send that money and they can tell you exactly where your money was spent. So this is that kind of, uh, you know, they got a network and uh, I'm really happy with them. And so, alhamdulillah, let's hope. How you mentioned about the Palestine, let's hope uh, those brothers of ours also come up from that pain. And uh, these uh, Israelis, they must uh, also learn and not talk about humanity. They must think what is a humanity. They they talk about humanity only, uh, you know, if, if, if anything happened in Pakistan and how I... Uh, and uh, how I explained you earlier, five fingers are not same. Wherever what you call good guys, there is a criminals also will be there. So if any criminal do any individual uh, things, they make it a big scene on that, and they make it international news. Oh, this is uh, the guys are doing very bad things, this, that, and all those things. But when you come to them, this is just there's no humanity, nothing. Beside them, they are only uh, this thing, uh, human and earth. So this is uh, a reason our Palestinian brothers are struggling there, our Hamas guys are struggling there. Uh, with Allah's help, help, inshallah, one day there will be success. And 
and that Asraudin Ayubi or Hazrat Umar uh, times come back. Let's hope, inshallah. Inshallah. They conquer, they will. Inshallah, good, good. And you know, uh, I think was it a year ago, a year half ago, you put a big billboard supporting Palestine. Tell us about that and uh, how effective it was. Uh, Alhamdulillah, there was a big billboard. Not only one place, there was a quite a few places uh, in uh, in Newcastle. We had a march here. That time, Mufti Fiaz uh, was uh, Hayat and. Uh, he also mentioned on your Friday show as well. And we had about uh, 500, uh, uh, no, over 700, from small community of Newcastle, over 700, uh, you know, uh, guys out on a Friday, we had a march. And it was very successful. From, I think, so after Cape Town, we was the biggest in uh, whole South Africa. Alhamdulillah, yes, uh, well done there, and Allah bless you for all that, uh, for conscientizing people and getting uh, things uh, done. And uh, you find uh, that, uh, you know, whilst uh, you hear and uh, you see many things happening, and Alhamdulillah, you know, one thing I've noticed uh, that uh, we are not uh, uh, media savvy or even uh, looking at the newspapers, where there's uh, lots of Islamophobic uh, people that are writing uh, untruths in, in the paper, or trying to uh, misrepresent the facts. And it was uh, great to note that you, you know, that your article that I read, which uh, actually, you know, tried to put the facts right, uh, there was uh, these uh, Hindu uh, people that that were trying to misrepresent uh, the history of uh, Muslims in uh, Kashmir. And uh, then one of our Muslim, uh, uh, you know, uh, was it uh, a councillor or in the, uh, you know, member of the provincial legislature, Dr. Imran Kika wrote an article and he was attacked by a Hindu uh, person there. And then, Noor ala Noor, you Zakaria Saab, very eloquently defended uh, the standpoint of uh, um, Imran Kika or Dr. Imran Kika and uh, you uh, eloquently spoke and gave uh, references, facts and figures which uh, really impressed me. Now, you know, I don't want to read the article in front of me. I want you to... Uh, you know, take paragraph by paragraph, and perhaps you're going to explain to the listeners what was the whole situation and how you were motivated to write that letters uh, to the editor, which appeared, you know, half a page in the uh, Natal Post. Uh, talk to us about it, uh, Zakaria Saab, and uh, congratulations on that. Um, thank you very much, uh, 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 Shafat Bhai. Really appreciate. Uh, your appreciation about uh, that, uh, you know, that was actually answer to the guy who wrote an article when Dr. Imran Kika, uh, he uh, went uh, to his uh, parliament and uh, he spoke about uh, uh, humanity, what's going on in Kashmir, and he spoke about the truth about uh, in uh, the and he spoke not bad about India, not good about Pakistan. He did it, what was the facts there, he just put it there and he said it. We are like a human rights champions here, so we must talk about the human rights in Kashmir as well, what Indian forces are doing, not Indian peoples, not anybody else. That was uh, this thing. Then after that, he's frequently, they start talking about uh, him. They're putting uh, the poster against him. Uh, he, uh, you know, 
he's a uh, you can say uh, he's a he's doctor you know like wherever they can discriminate him they were trying to do to him he's a pakistani he went to pakistan to study that's why he's talking things like that and all those things then guy the wrote after that the guy wrote in uh, uh, in a uh, post newspaper that uh, dr kika uh miss uh, uh, uh sorry misrepresent uh, about the kashmir story and then uh, in the answer of that answer of that i went uh, back and i just saw his article and according to his article i wrote you know one by one things according to his uh, article and especially i started from 1957 when the un uh, resolution was uh, the first resolution which india took it nobody else india took it to uh, 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 you know united nation let the, uh, let the uh, kashmiri people decide whether they want to be uh, part of pakistan or part of india or they want to be uh, uh, you know uh, freedom they want that uh, you know uh, independent country so pakistan said no problem after that when they went because they was losing that time somehow some way from the people of kashmir so that's how you know when uh, uh, in 1957 24th of uh, january if i'm you know correct that time the first resolution went and according to the that resolution uh, in a uh, and the paper and you know the resolution is uh, 120 numbers the 120 numbers are resolution that's in 1957 first time the jammu and kashmir resolution went there this is what i i told him then uh, uh, you know throughout that in then 1962 again something uh, you know they went in a, uh, this thing and wherever actually what i was trying to say i can't read a full article front of you now and uh, i can uh, give you some facts when uh, dr kika put uh, you know that resolution uh, in uh, in uh, in provincial assembly and what he's trying to say please let's think of those kashmiri people which they are treated ill in humanity you know wherever that uh, the humanity is not served so that's a reason we just what you call this thing and then i went and I look for the facts, and then I wrote an answer to him, and then I send it to editor. Thanks to the Post as well, they uh, you know publish my you know this thing. So all uh, those things you, you read it. Firstly, the thing 7th of August, you know, in Indian Parliament, in Indian Parliament, 7th uh, of August, 1952, the Prime Minister that uh, that time was the Pandit Jawaharlal uh, Nehru. He took it and he said, "Let's go to what you call United Nation." And he went to the United Nation that time. So all those, uh, you know, there's a lot of things because from the time this BJP government came, and what they did, they cancel the right of Kashmiris. Uh, you know, the right of Kashmiris. How they uh, can uh, did it? There's a uh, in Indian uh, constitution. There's a 375 and 35A, which they protect the you know Kashmiris right that nobody can buy that land till that this thing decision need to be done. Nobody can buy that land. They 
because what when from the time this thing happened the what was uh, uh, you know whole story they wanted to bring the hindus there and make it uh, you know like uh, mostly hindus there and make it like that this is uh, you know lot of uh, hindus are saying here so this is uh, india a part of india so this is what they tried from day first but they couldn't success so uh this is the reason i went uh, and uh, researched it because uh, i was also you know a learner like you uh <laughs> you are uh, might be you got much more effects uh, than me but what i tried i tried to answer one by one what he wrote it in the article and i tried to answer his uh, uh you know uh, this thing then that uh, you know from that india there is a lot of uh, you know indian author they uh, uh i mentioned that as well that uh, aditya roy he also wrote it and he said it also uh things uh, you know whatever uh, you know like uh, is a illegal uh, part of uh, india is uh, is, is kashmir is a illegal part of india that's what you can even he wrote it uh, they also so he always uh, that even that hindu community they are not uh, they knows what actually uh how can i explain you uh what is the right for the uh, them and what is according to the united nation and whatever they have to think about that they all uh, uh you know stood with the kashmiris and they wrote it everything Gee, absolutely. And as you said, uh, you know, uh, there's many things uh, that when we look at the similarities of uh, the attacks on uh, the uh, Kashmiri people and uh, in our brothers and sisters in Kashmir, and especially the children, you know, talking about using uh, guns and uh, shooting at the eyes. This is what the Israeli Defense Force does in uh, Gaza to all those innocent children, attacking them, shooting them in the eye and uh, shooting them at the back and, you know, sniper ways. And uh, the type of uh, uh, genocide that is uh, perpetrated on the Kashmiris is so similar to what is happening in Palestine. And they say there's this unholy alliance uh, between Israel or the Israeli Defense Force and the Indian Army. And over 800,000 Indian Army uh, personnel are deployed to this area. And the bottom line also is it is a uh, historical, uh, you know, uh, fact that that place belonged to the Muslims and not like how these people or how the Indians are claiming today, especially the BJP, that even the Taj Mahal was built on a temple, uh, Babri Masjid was built on a temple, and maybe the whole of India is built on a temple, so get rid of all the masajids and get rid of all the Muslims because they have polluted our land. Mazallah. And, uh, you know, this type of rhetoric is so much like how those uh, Zionist uh, Jews that say the Muslims are not human beings or those Palestinians are not human beings. Your thoughts on that, uh, Zakaria Saab? Hey, you're 100% right. This is, uh, I always say, in fact, uh, you took it out one, uh, you know, this thing, there's a triangular. Uh, I include that Americans as well, they, I include, uh, the, you know, Israelis there and include, the, uh, there's a triangular work against the Muslims, wherever they can. Wherever, I'm not saying only in Kashmir as well. I can prove you that in, uh, in Israel, there's a Kashmir, uh, there's an Indian soldier, a soldier that day. 
and I can prove as well. I, we got uh, some kind of proofs. There is uh, Israelis, uh, you know, forces the guys, you know, who uh, especially in uh, I'm talking about Air Force guys. They are training the Indian guys there, and even that unpellet uh, pellet guns out they get you uh, you are using here. They learn from uh, uh, you know these Jew boys. So you are hundred percent right. They are one on that matter. Whenever you know comes against Muslims, they are always one. And they, uh, you know, wherever them uh, come, how you say it? Whenever uh, you see it, my simple language, we say it. You know, whatever uh, they got a blood and we got a water. You know, like uh, uh, how can I explain? You know, them's human life is very, very important in this world. But we like animals for them. They can slaughter us anytime, whenever they want it. If I will, uh, you know, inshallah, one day I'll share with you some videos. I'll share with you some, uh, you know, this thing. How they do the gang raping. How they, in Kashmir I'm talking about. How they, uh, they you know, get in, in the night, 12 o'clock in the night, knock on the doors. And they say, please... If what you can, uh, if you can, uh, you know, help us. Uh, meaning, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying to say that Indian soldiers they knock on a twelve o'clock in a door. They take it out one of my sisters from there, one of my mothers from there, one of my uh, you know child from there, and they rape and they call. Front of other whole, uh, uh, you can say whole family. So this is the situation at the moment in Kashmir. This is the situation in uh, at the moment in uh, uh, Palestine. So, with Allah's help, we have to always think of them, and this is the reason we must always think of them. And thanks to you, you always these uh, topics you always bring uh, on the to people's uh, knowledge, whatever's going on there. I really appreciate that always, uh, Shafat. Yeah, Zakaria absolutely, uh, you know, you have your finger on the pulse. And as we say, uh, these atrocities are very similar uh, to uh, what these people are doing. And, you know, uh, reading uh, the history of cow worship, uh, you know, there was this uh, uh, the time in the, the story in the Noble Quran where these uh, people disobeyed. Uh, Musa alayhi salam and you remember when he went to, for 40 days to the mountains and what they did yeah they started worshipping the cow and that's why they say yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. and these are uh, these, these cow worship <laughs> they are in, in an alliance are oh, you you're sharp eh you know your history you uh, Zakaria sahab Allah, but, but uh, this is uh, not a history, this is our Quran said it about them you know whenever they want to change it so you know how that time, that, that uh, is the Bani Israel, what they did it. Uh, they said it, okay, you know, Friday or I'm not sure which day it was, you mustn't go and do the fishing. What they was doing it? They're going on uh, one day before and putting them this, this, this thing and doing it. Uh, you know, whichever way they can, from the time to till now, whichever they can, you know, they can stand against, I won't say Allah Park and the uh, and do whatever wrong they could do it, they can do it. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, they will do whatever it takes, uh, you know, to, uh, uh, to, to, to get against a divine decree and uh, things like this, uh, Zakaria Saab, and which is a very... And you, how you say it, 
read it, uh, you know, that cow story, Surah Bakra, full of that. I wish I can speak well English, I would have made you understand properly. But uh, believe me, you know what, uh, Surah Bakra, you can see that whole thing, what he's trying to tell, tell us. The same history of them, same history of But all Quran is trying to tell us what you call the whole history, a history of them, if we learn from properly yeah and you say it uh, beautifully uh, because it says uh, the one-third of the noble quran addresses the yahud and the nasara yes. and uh, you are absolutely yes. right and the quran even tells very uh, vociferously Kulhatu burhanukum in kuntum sadikin. bring me your proof bring me your proof if you are truthful and inshallah this evening uh, you're bringing some of the bu- uh, burhan to life uh, zakaria saab and as we move on you know we talk about kashmir and we talk about uh, what's going on in that part of the world. And this uh, you know, Hindus going on a rampage. And it seems as if no one wants to stop them. And it seems as if, uh, you know, you spoke about uh, the Israeli Defense Force being there in Kashmir, training the Indian personnel, maybe being with the Indian uh, Army also training them. But it is said that uh, in the world, uh, the Pakistan military or the uh, Pakistani Defense Force is one of the best forces in the world. But unfortunately, unfortunately, it seems as if our defense force there has been captured by Uncle Sam. And number two, you know, you look at the uh, the, the, the judiciary now. They want to have, uh, uh, to, uh, want to indict uh, uh, Imran Khan. And it seems as if they are hell-bent on uh, trying to silence uh, perhaps the Lion of Islam of the present millennium. Your thoughts there, Zakaria Saab? Uh, you part of uh, 100% right. We become, you know, our military. Uh, you see, Alhamdulillah, whenever the war happened, our soldiers are always. 2019, India tried, and uh, they said, you know, this... Uh, the Modi regime, they tried and they said it. Uh, there is some kind of uh, camps at this side. They did a surgical strike. They couldn't find no camps. Beside, they killed one crow and few trees, nothing else. They couldn't find. And after that, Pakistan replied them and they said, we're going to reply on. And Alhamdulillah, that day on that 27th of February 2019, they replied. And when they replied, the Indian Army, not only Indian Army, whole world army that day just was new. You know, the Pakistani armies are best. There's no doubt about that. Our guys went and stood in on them uh, targets and they said, if we are here, come forward. And then they dropped them two planes, planes from there. And now when we was uh, talking about early that uh, Israeli, I believe, I'm not sure about that, but I believe you know, from one of the soldiers, uh, you know, that pilot was killed in that uh, strike. That was a helicopter, uh, uh, you know, they dropped it. That was an Israeli guy. That, that's why they did not put him, you know, like uh, others, they, they said it, a certain guy was killed. Then they, uh, you know, one, uh, one guy, we captured him in our side territory as well. He tried to come this side. They, hit his, they shot his plane and they captured him as well. So our army, I, Alhamdulillah, is 100%. 
there is an influence on, uh, I can say that there is an influence because they have to go order of the government, otherwise the things don't, uh, you know, run in the countries. So that's why sometimes they disappoint us. But uh, I, I got no problem with our army and I got no doubt with my army. That they are, you know, they and they are 100% anywhere in the world. If we are, what you call this thing, uh, uh, you know, problems, they will be, inshallah. Pakistani army, they will show the guys, you know, we are the best. There's no doubt about that. And even Iraq, the story, first, first. Our army went, they did the damage. Even Saudi Arabia went, uh, this thing, Iraq and this thing. And that time, because our government influence was on a wrong way to wrong choose, wrong path choose. So that's why we just got hurt. But other than that, army, I got no problem with that. Judiciary, you can say there's influence, there's a corruption, there's things like that. You can say the things like that. But when come to army, I don't have no problem, uh, Shafat Bhai. You know, our army, our soldier, they are fully with Pakistan. So, Alhamdulillah, I'm proud of that. Alhamdulillah, you said it uh, beautifully there. So you say for your army, you will say Dil Dil Pakistan. And Alhamdulillah, you know, uh, you also uh, seem to produce uh, the best captains on the Merchant Navy. Uh, they believe uh, that the uh, uh, jet fighters uh, that you have are some of the best in the world. And uh, where do they get the training from? Who trains the Pakistani army, uh, Zakaria Saab? Pakistani army get trained with Pakistani guys, Pakistani soldiers. And Alhamdulillah, we are proud of them. The other guys, they, 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 you know, wherever they, other, you know, our Muslim countries or some way, you know, they need the trainings or something like that. Our army was always went and trained them. Uh, I tell you personally, my experience, my father, he was uh, in the army, in the Air Force, he went to Libya through army to train the people. Say he went, he stayed in Saudi Arabia over seven years. He trained the guys there. So Alhamdulillah, our guys train our guys. There's uh, no, we don't have anybody else from outside to train us. Yeah, Jazakallah for training that. Then uh, you didn't follow Dad flying the jets. Why Zakaria? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can say that my dad's uh, always talk about that, but uh, I was uh, I, I didn't want to go in the army. I want I want to be a freelancer. So this is the reason I didn't go that way. Yeah, you heard it from Zakaria Saab. Hey, he said he didn't want to fly those jets here, yeah, there, and everywhere, but he wanted to be a freelancer. Well, Zakaria Saab, we look at uh, Turkey. Turkey has the second largest uh, foot soldiers uh, for United Nations. And how does a Turkish army compare with the, the Pakistan army? Perhaps, uh, you know, being a son of a jet fighter, perhaps you could give us some insight. Gee, <laughs> alhamdulillah, uh, our Turkey brother, you know, brothers in Turkey, especially from the time the government came in Turkey, Urdogan, uh, and uh, our, you know, the guys there, uh, yeah, Alhamdulillah, from the time the Turkish army came out from under the influence of, uh, uh, you can say that uh, Ataturk's uh, followers, uh, they are also, I can say they are also one of the best uh, in a country, uh, in a world, sorry. 
and uh, they're doing very well also. And I'm really happy with that uh, Erdogan. He's, uh, uh, you know, Sheikh, his peer, his, uh, who he was following, Najmuddin Arbakan. I had a chance to meet him also in Pakistan. And I love Turkey as well. I'm not going to say that. And the Turkish guys, at the moment where they're running, Alhamdulillah, I really appreciate uh, wherever, wherever our Muslim uh, brothers are in trouble, they also are always there. Well, Zakaria, we got a few minutes to go, but uh, you know, on a lighter note, uh, the Pakistan's biggest export to the world maybe was the chicken tikka. Everywhere, UK, USA, South Africa, name the countries, you'll find the Pakistani chicken tikka there. Then you'll also find the Pakistani, you know, the barbers. Hey, they say the Pakistani barber gave me a haircut, plus he gave me a um, head massage. Hey, but they're like, they break your back and your bones, but they're very good. And, uh, you know, perhaps uh, your parting words uh, as we round up and your thoughts on, uh, I think your biggest export has been the chicken uh, chicken tikka and the rogni naan throughout the world. <laughs> Zakaria Saab. Ji, bolo. Uh, you know, our, our cuisine, uh, you know, Pakistani cuisines are very, you know, alhamdulillah, um, very much people like it, especially our, you know, Asian guys. And uh, now even later, you can see in a world, wherever they go, and they start making chicken tikka, even uh, you can say our, uh, you know, pulao, biryani. You can name it the foods in our way. Alhamdulillah, uh, we are, I can say that we are past in that. When you say the Baba story, also the guys, they're, doing, they're, they're giving the service and uh, the guys are happy. So I am really happy with them. And this is not an export. We are man exporter, human exporter. Then, then chicken tikka, chicken tikka, chicken will find it here. The human will bring it from that side. All right. You say you bring the brain box. You bring the, uh, you know, the, the, the cooks from there. And uh, there's always, you know, I have a lot of them uh, that are very close friends of mine. And many of them own restaurants. And when it comes to the biryani, and they say, Shafat bhai, here to soaps a bettering biryani hai, hamara Pakistani biryani. But I say that hamara South African biryani, bot mazaiga. And we, you know, we put a lot of masoor in our biryani because it, you know, it has the kick and it has the firepower. Yeah, we fire on all cylinders. But I notice on uh, your, the Pakistani biryani, they don't use masoor at all, uh, Zakaria Saab. GGG, uh, 100% you're right. We don't use uh, masoor and, uh, you know, uh, South African biryani always they uh, use a lot of masoor there. So this is the only different. Y'all, if you all cook with the basmati rice, I enjoy it with masoor as well. So <laughs> <laughs> I really like it as well. And what I mostly like here in South Africa, that was also bani chow. Hey, lovely. So you have your mutton bunny, your chicken bunny, your veg bunny, your broad beans bunny and the sugar beans bunny. Zakaria Saab, absolutely brilliant talking to you. And inshallah, you're going to have a lovely evening ahead. We'll talk to you soon. And Allah keep you blessed. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Jazakumullah khair jibat by Allah. Dewa chuhs. Yes, uh, brother Mian Muhammad Zakaria. Very eloquent indeed. And alhamdulillah making his uh, 
Yeah, he's effort uh, to uh, conscientize the people about Kashmir and uh, many other issues and uh, being a son of a fighter pilot on the in the Pakistani Defense Force also. And uh, that was interesting indeed. And uh, people, you know, it's important for us to lift up our hands and make special duas of our brothers and sisters there in uh, that part of the world, in the subcontinent. And uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy. And the point he also makes uh, that, you know, don't judge everyone with the same uh, brush and uh, because they get uh, many types of uh, individuals coming through and he says that uh, some may be uh, uh, you know uh, characters uh, that uh, are crime or from sy- uh, crime syndicate and doesn't mean that everyone or everyone is like them and you know looking at the article that he has written and uh, there are quite a few things that he said and he uh, started off, uh, you know, the bogus claim on uh, Dr. Imran Kika. He defended him and he went on to say, you know, unfortunately, the people of Kashmir have been denied uh, this plebiscite. You know, you remember the plebiscite uh, that was promised to them in January tw- uh, 24, 1957. And he says, unfortunately, the people of Kashmir have been denied uh, this plebiscite ever since. Uh, and uh, the struggle against the illegal Indian occupation continues and uh, I told him, uh, yeah, there's over 800,000 military uh, forces there in Kashmir and, uh, you know, doing the bidding on behalf of the BJP and so forth. And uh, he goes on to say, asking for the rights of Kashmiri people to self-determination is not is not a controversial as besides numerous uh, UN resolutions in the 1950s and 1960s, uh, Indian leaders uh, have uh, promised to deliver this uh, right and uh, he sp- spoke about Jawaharlal uh, Jawarla, uh, Nehru uh, the then uh, Prime Minister he was also uh, uh, you know uh, advocating for this and he goes on to say in his article uh, returning to Singh's claim that an instrument of uh, accession was signed uh, by uh, Kashmir's Maharaja which makes uh, Kashmir a part of India is ludicrous and uh, misleading and he goes on to say the so-called instrument of accession is a bogus document. Not a single Indian accepts a Kashmir as part of India. If it had been so, then why would the UN pass so many resolutions asking for the rights of self-determination for Kashmir? And then he also talks about the author, Arun Dati Roy, an Indian author who says Kashmir has never been an integral part of India. It is a historical fact. Even the Indian government has accepted uh, this. And uh, finally, uh, you know, if you look at all this, he says, uh, finally, Singh's claim that Kashmir's freedom movement is foreign-sponsored is also untrue, as the internal situation of Indian occupation Kashmir speaks volumes about the movement being indigenous. And he goes on to say, if it was sponsored by a foreign country, then why was India killing and detaining thousands of Kashmiris through its uh, security forces under black laws that gave uh, sweeping powers uh, to the occupation? And if it, if it is not indig- indigenous, then why, why, he goes on to say, has India banned international media from visiting Kashmir? Why does India block internal access in uh, Kashmir every now and then? Why is India forcibly and illegally inducing millions of uh, non-Kashmiris into, into this demography? Brilliant point indeed. And, and this is being done to break the will of Kashmiris who have never accepted 
the arbitrary Indian occupation. All notable international human rights organizations, including the UN and Amnesty International, have flagged the appalling state of human rights and violations in Indian-occupied Kashmir. This entails that all those who believe in justice and fair play and respect the universal uh, principle of human rights uh, should raise their voices and <laughs> extend their support uh, to the people of Kashmir. And as we know, currently the uh, BJP, yeah, the extreme, uh, extremist group, and that, uh, you know, are perpetrating blatant persecution and genocide on uh, Muslims. And uh, Alhamdulillah, so this was it. And uh, that's why uh, a lovely article written by Mian Muhammad Zakaria of Newcastle. And, uh, you know, Pakistan origin, but uh, living now in Newcastle. And I thought it was uh, relevant for us to discuss. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the program. And uh, remember this, people. The views and opinion expect, uh, expressed by our guests, or all guests, is not necessarily that of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of the Al-Sunnah, wal Jamaah. Yeah, keep that in the back of your mind. Sometimes, hey, you say, hey, that's a guest talking. It is not the opinion or the views of our station. So, inshallah, keep that in the back of your mind. And, uh, yeah, alhamdulillah. So, you know, yeah, they saying it. We don't say it, but we bring in these people so they can conscientize us. And uh, whatever good he has said, whatever uh, positive things he said, so take it. What you don't like, put it under file th 13. Throw it away. Throw it away. Don't just put a press a delete button. I do that all the time. I read everything. Like our Mufti A.K. Hussain. He reads everything. That's why he's such a brilliant alim. Because he knows the background. He knows the psychology of the people. He knows what, how they think. and that. That's why he can make an informed decision. But if you haven't studied the, uh, the, the opposition and you haven't studied the psychology, can you make an informed decision? Yeah, but Mufti A.K. Hussain, he taught us how to do reference and give a source of reference. So remember this, as, as I said, the, the views expressed our, uh, by our guests is not necessarily that of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah. Lukalo, thank you very much for brilliant engineering. And uh, keep it locked on to Marcus Sahaba for beautiful programming. From the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.